Welcome to Good Music with Good People. I'm your host, Lucas McLean, here to help your Mondays suck a little less. What's up, guys, and welcome to the very first episode of Good Music with Good People. I am your host, Lucas McLean. You probably already knew that because you probably clicked this on my Facebook wall or some other area. But the point of this podcast is for me to just sit down with some of my favorite people and just talk about music put all my useless thoughts about music onto the internet, which is a great use of my time. Today, my guest is Mr. Alex Rockala. What up? Say hello. Internet people, how's everybody doing today? I hope well, and we're going to get right into it. What are we talking about today, Lucas? Today, we are going to be talking about music, specifically the new Manchester Orchestra album, A Black Mile to the Surface. But before we talk about any of that, Alex, I want to talk about you, man. Oh, really? I want to talk about you. Okay. All right. How did we meet? Tell me that beautiful romantic story. Oh, man. So me and Lucas have known each other for a long time. Um, Gosh, it feels like a decade, but actually it's pretty close to that. It's like seven or eight years now going on. Seven years. I have a terrible memory. But we met in high school, and Lucas was over there, you know, doing his thing, waddling around in the lunchroom, and I was like, he's different. I'm going to go talk to him. And the rest is history, really. We kind of we got into a band, which it's kind of interesting, you know. I was really into music in high school, and Lucas, of all things, played the drums. He wasn't half bad, you know. I can't keep time, so I was like, I need someone that can keep time. And we got into it, and we started playing music together and played a couple talent shows, which was uh, interesting. and um, To say the least. Yeah, but it, it was really fun. We went to Blue Ridge High School together, and... We just became best friends, and uh, through the years, we've just kind of grown up together, and now we ha- Lucas had this great idea for a podcast about music, because he is a music buff. You guys want to know all the intric- intricacies of, gosh, any any album, or hip-hop, or Manchester, or alternative, He's 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 got the 411, so hope you guys like the podcast. The and, 411, um, yeah. Definitely. Do you remember the deciding, what made us decide to start the band? Do you to be remember? Honest, I don't. Do you? Oh, you don't remember that? No. Man, you don't remember the fortune cookie? No, this is news to me. What happened? Yeah, you don't remember that? No, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, we we were on the fence about starting a band, and you were like, "Oh man, I don't know." You know, I was talking to my dad, and he said he didn't want me to be a starving artist, and, oh, and yeah. I was just kind of looking my for a dad. sign. You know, I'm looking for a sign, man, as to whether we should uh, start a band and. One day we came, I remember coming into the lunchroom and you were like, man, look what I found on this table. And it was a fortune out of a fortune cookie. And it said, you are a solid man with his feet on the ground. <laughs> and you were like, obviously, man, this is a sign from the universe. We should start a band. So we started a band because of a fortune out of a fortune cookie. Man, so. now I sound like a pothead in high school. But that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I fully believe that is something I would say, even yeah. though I don't remember it. Yeah, no, that happened. Okay. So we started a band because of a fortune cookie. Because of a fortune cookie. Yeah. That fortune cookie didn't get me anywhere, though. I mean, look what I'm doing hey, now. Hey, we had, we had, man. We had a lot of fun, though. I will give you that, we man. Did have In fun. high school, we had a great time playing music. We had a lot of fun, a lot of, met a lot of people, you know. And uh, music's always been a passion of both of ours, mine and Lucas's. And Lucas really knows, you really know your, like, your stuff when it comes to, like, the artists and, and, you know, the backstory behind albums, which is kind of what we're going to get into later on with Manchester. Yeah. Um, you really dive into, like, why the artists did what they did with the album and stuff, and I really have always appreciated that about you. Yeah, man. Um, I've appreciated that you can actually play an instrument. 
hey, you know, we all have our talents. Absolutely. So. Mine is having a bunch of useless knowledge that is now going to be on the internet. So, great stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into talking a little bit about uh, the album by Manchester Orchestra. Um, before we do that, I actually wanted to mention that I got to go to the album release party that Manchester Orchestra put on. It was in a record store in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was the dork that was there before anybody. I wait, so how old, early did you get there? And wait, how long ago was this? The album was released on July 28th, and the um, album release party was the same day. So it was July 28th. So that would have been this past Friday. 2017. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. 2017. I got there at 5 a.m. Before any of the workers, any of the, you know, in, any of the employees. Wait, and, hold, what time did this record shop open? I want to know. I believe doors were at 11 o'clock yeah so six hours early so, so wait you got there at 5 a.m what did you so what was your whole plan with getting there at five in the morning because this is well like... here's the thing like i didn't even know if the album release party was a real thing i saw on a facebook group um which i'll throw a link somewhere to it if you're that interested in manchester orchestra somebody posted that there was going to be an album release show at a record shop called Grimey's in Nashville. Normally what happens at album release shows, or what I've, what I've grown to know, is that um, artists play the album from front to back, which isn't what ended up happening. It was actually better, if you can believe that. But, you know, I just thought, you know what, this is awesome. I'm from Nashville, so I thought, you know what, that would be great. I can go down there and see the band. It'll be awesome. When I got about halfway to Nashville, I realized that I didn't know anything about it except for that it might be happening as in i had a location and somewhat of a time it said that it was going to start between 12 12 p.m and 1 p.m but that's literally the only information i had and that there was only going to be about 100 people allowed inside so, so let me get this straight so your thoughts in this process were i'm gonna get there super early so i can get in exactly you're driving how yeah. far to get there again five hours called the record uh the record shop and i and i finally was just like hey what can you tell me about this event because I, I i told the guys like i don't even know if this is real is this happening and he was like yeah and i was like all right so how early am i looking at needing to get there to make sure that i get in like i was literally willing to be there at 12 a.m the night before and i was just gonna sleep out there like a bum. Like a Nashville. bum. Yeah, like a bum in Nashville, man. Represent. And he said, no, but you better make sure that you get here at least by 8 a.m. or you're not going to get a decent spot. You might not even get in. So my thought process was, all right, 5 a.m. is late. I'll get there and there won't, and you know, and I'll barely be able to make it in. And I got there and there was literally nobody there. In, in fact, like I think they had an intern or somebody that didn't know what they were doing make the uh, signs because it said, if you're here to see Manchester Orchestra, line up at the side door. The problem with that sign was was that it was hanging on the side door. So I was so confused. I was like, is this the side door or not? And then I went to the front door and the exact same sign was there. So I literally just paced Back and forth from one door to the other just to make sure that I was first in line. Nobody's getting my yeah, first spot. Exactly, yeah. So when, like, literally the first other people besides me didn't show up until at least, like, an hour later. So when they pulled up, I was, like, all excited. And I, like, 
hopped off the little ramp that the the actual line is supposed to start on and like ran over to him and I was like, hey, are you guys uh, here for the Manchester Orchestra show? And like, you know, for those of you that don't know me super well or maybe like haven't seen me in person, I do walk with a waddle, which I think has already been mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, and here's the, yeah. Here's the thing, like, I'm not offended by it whatsoever. It's just a natural human reaction. Like, if you see somebody with a waddle come running up to you, it's going to throw you off a little bit. So I literally, <laughs> I like ambushed these people when they're coming out of their car. And like, they kind of gave me this weird look and kind of stepped back a little bit. Like they were like, Ooh, I was like, Hey, are you guys here for the Manchester <laughs> orchestra show? They were like, like, yeah. And I was like, am I in the right place? They were like, I, I guess. What? Like, hey, man, yeah. it's a little early yeah. to be drinking right so, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, what have you been drinking, man? Oh, coffee. And I had a chicken and biscuit, but you know, oh yeah, I literally chilled out there and ate McDonald's. You know what's so, you know what's but, so funny? Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just yeah. saying, like when you were talking, like if if y'all don't know, Lucas is a diehard Manchester Orchestra fan, and the way you're talking about it, like when you got there, kind of reminded me of that time when we went to um, we went to Charlotte, North Carolina, to go see. Um, who was it? It was Switchfoot was playing over there at Amos' South End, man. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'm a huge Switchfoot, Switchfoot fan, John Foreman, one of my favorite singers slash songwriters of all time. And we were there, um, and we had a big group of a big group of people going with us. And when we got there, I took uh, my lady friend at the time. We went in there to go get our tickets, and I actually ended up getting into the building early and got to meet John Foreman. He was just like in there, just like hanging out with people, and I, I like ran into him. Literally lost my mind because. It's John Foreman of Switchfoot. Yeah, you're meeting your hero, man. It was super cool, and um, it just kind of reminds me of, like, you know, get there early, man. Like, we were the first people in line for that concert, too. You know, we're Mm -hmm. diehard, like, music people, both me and Lucas, and uh, it's just a cool experience, and it's kind of funny to hear you talk about Manchester that way, because I know that's kind of the same way for you as Mm -hmm. it is for me for Switchfoot, so. If you want my opinion, I think Manchester Orchestra is, like, the best band of all time, so. So I get in there. And I'm the, I'm the, uh, I'm like in the very front, okay? And when I say the very front, I mean, I could not be any closer to the band. Like, the entire record shop was packed out. They, security was bad, so people were even sneaking in the side doors. There, there was no personal space in that, in the store at all. And the band played right in the middle of the record shop. It wasn't a stage, they just played, like in an area where, like, the record shelves, like, all the record displays kind of made a space for a band to play in because that's that's how the, the record shop does their shows. So I get in there, and I'm super close to the band. I'm so close, in fact, that if I were to fall over, I would ruin some equipment and probably knock one of them over. About five minutes before the show started, I kind of realized that, and uh, I got a little nervous. Here's what happens when I get extremely nervous. My knees start to shake. I have, like, severe stage fright in certain situations. If I'm not moving around, I get stage fright. To make matters worse, I hear this sound come over the speaker, and what it was was a radio announcer announcing the name of a radio station and saying, this is Manchester Orchestra live and in session from, uh, the record shop is called Grimey's in Nashville. And I realized, oh crap, this is going to be broadcast over the radio. Don't live. fall. Yeah, Don't so, fall. so if I Don't fall... fall. So if I, right, so if I fall, all, the, all that's going to happen is just some static and, like, dead air. 
and then probably a lot of booze, and then it's just going to be like, what happened? Oh, well, that kid just fell over for no reason at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Andy Hall's going to be like, is this, you okay, man? Yeah. Over the radio. Yeah. yeah, I'm good, Andy. I'm yeah. good. Andy Hall is the uh, lead singer, by the way, and, and guitarist and just the mastermind. But, yeah, so that made me a little nervous, so I'm not going to lie. The entire, basically, the first song, I just kind of had to, like, close my eyes and, like, do, you know, like, deep breathing. But it ended up being okay. Got to meet the band, and I'll save that. But yeah, meeting the band was just really great for me as a as a big fan. Managed not to do the whole uh, fangirl thing, which I was very proud of myself for doing. You know, treating them like normal human beings, which is what you should honestly do because they're just people that make a living playing amazing music. Whoever you listen to, remember that they're just people, just like you. So yeah, so that was great. So finally, we'll get into what this the whole point of this podcast is the review for the album. Alex, I'm going to let you get it started. What did you think of A Black Mile to the Surface by Manchester Orchestra? Uh, well, my very first impression, because right before doing this podcast, we actually ended up listening through the entire um, album. And really, my, my, my impression of the album was, it was it's just really easy listening. Um, yeah. There's a couple more intense songs on the album, but I mean, just from the very the, the 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 very first track on the album, I was like, "Wow, this is really easy listening." Like music that you could put on in your car and you could just drive to. That was really my impression, and um, you know, like I guess you'd say like the first song is called "The Maze." That that song really really impacted me. Um, I was like, "Wow, this is," and I'm pretty sure that's one of the uh, it's one of the is it one of the singles. No, um, it's not. Well, it, it should be because yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, but um, well, that's just that's just showing how good the record is. Because if it's not even a single, it's 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 really impactful. I mean, I like the album, man. Like I said, it's just good listening music. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I've noticed that when I listen to an album, even if it like I'm usually a slow burn. The albums that I love the most are albums that grow on me over time. You know, yeah. Like it's not like oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Right off the mm-hmm. bat, it's usually slow grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear that, yeah. And it's it's important to note that even for me, I've I've listened to this album, oh my gosh, at least seven times already. But even for me, it's only been out a week, so I, I wouldn't call this a review. It's more of a first impressions thing. So, but yeah, man. So is your is that your favorite song, The Maze? Yeah, I also really like track number five. I believe it is. It's called The Alien. Okay. I really like that. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of like that. With that being the name of the song, I'm like, this is going to be like some psychedelic stuff, you know? Yeah. But getting into the music, like, they just have this really just, like, earthy, rootsy sound. And I love it. Like, they have a lot of... There's just the music is very deep. It's got a lot mm-hmm. of depth. And I, I think that's kind of typical of what I've heard of Manchester Orchestra. They're very emotional, very deep. Um, I was reading an article about them and what Andy Hall was trying to do with A Black Mile to the Surface, the album, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll just just read it off for you real quick. I thought it was really interesting. He said that Andy Hall had two objectives for A Black Mile going into the album. He said first he wanted to make the opposite of Cope, Manchester's orchestra's um, bracingly loud 2013 LP that culminated in... Culminated? um, Yeah, I can't talk. um, In a buzzsaw, alt-rock, and intimate lyricism that the band honed in on its previous three releases, the mantra for the new album was intensity with alt without volume. And I really right, and that's something I was actually going to bring up yeah. um, uh, to to piggyback off that before we forget about it was if you listen to the last album, it's been um, Cope. 
it's been it, it was described by the band as their attempt at a punk rock album lots of distortion lots of you know heavy drums things like that I mean, that's caused a lot of people to question the production value of it but i think you know if you're going for a punk rock sound then production really isn't yeah, it's, it's all gain and yeah, driving exactly 100 um, and it, it's funny textbook. that yeah it's 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 crazy that you know, even in that article, he, he said that, that he was going to go for kind of the opposite of that, an aggressiveness without it being loud. Because Andy Hull and um, another member of the band, and you'll forgive me, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Robert. They were approached to do the soundtrack to a movie called Swiss Army Man. Um, mm-hmm. And when they were approached to do the to do the soundtrack, they were told, okay... The point of this movie is a guy is literally on abandoned on an island and he's losing his mind. So we want it to be like there's music in his head, right? There's music in his head. So you guys can't use actual instruments, only your voice and your hands. So they were only allowed to use their voices and literally like if they clapped or wanted to hit their knees or something, that was the only way that they could make music for the uh, soundtrack. So that apparently inspired them to say, okay, let's bring this over into the new album and let's learn how to use our voices and, and just other sounds other than just heavy distortion to bring across this like heaviness that's, that's in it. So, and I, I think they accomplished it well. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, another thing going off of this album, one of the very first things that caught my eye um, or your ear or my ear about this album well going off of caught my eye is i'm a huge um proponent of like album art oh, i yeah. think it speaks volumes for the album mm-hmm. and i love manchester i feel like they really they put a lot of thought into that mm-hmm. and like every it kind of seems like you were telling me that this is a concept album so it's supposed to tell a story mm-hmm. and I'm really interested to hear kind of like what that story is mm-hmm. or if people kind of figured that out or if they've talked about it yet Mm-hmm. But with the album art, if you guys haven't seen the album art for A Black Mile to the Surface, it's really interesting. It's basically a black and white photo with what appears to be like a pine tree. And all of the branches are cut off except for the very top. And they're just kind of like spiky all the way down. It's just a black and white photo. And it almost appears to be like, I, at first, when my first impression was like, it's a guy hanging. Because there's a person that's hanging yeah. off of the tree. But then when you look closer at it, he's actually hanging from, like, a broken branch, it looks right, like. Right, right, he's holding on to it, right. He's, yeah. yeah, he's holding on to it. Yeah. And I was, it's, it, it, it's, like, there's this weird, um, this weird feeling that I got when I saw it. I was like, hmm, what does that mean? What's mm-hmm. the purpose behind that? And then with a black mile to the surface being the name of the album, I was like, that's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's something that kind of draws you in. Absolutely. Um, and there's ha- there's meaning behind that. I just haven't figured it out yet. Well, yeah, and I and I, I don't know the the full story. You know, I don't know how each song contributes to the story, but I do know that I can tell you that it's based on a mining town. In fact, the only song on the album that doesn't start um, that the title doesn't start with the something like the alien or anything like that is a song called Lead South Dakota or Lead SD, depending on however you want to pronounce it or say it and that's a mining town so the 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 album itself revolves around a a miner in the town that he lives in so it kind of tells his story Andy Hull described it as his inspiration was to take a concept like that and to reflect it back on his own life the song which was one of the singles called the gold 
is told from the perspective of two people, a male and a female. It's, it's meant to talk about the pain that's involved in a minor leaving his wife to go into the tunnels and, and do all that and do all that sort of stuff and also describe the pain that his wife feels when he leaves to go do that and Andy said that he used that to kind of talk about his own pain and in, in leaving his family to go on tour um, provide for his family um, you know and talking really? about how it's wow. really difficult for him to do that and he hates to do that in fact that's why their tours are so short or they're you know in short little bursts they only tour for like two months at a time because he doesn't want to be away from his family, but he has to because, you know, that's the way that musicians provide, which goes back to what I was saying earlier that, you know, whoever your favorite musician is or your favorite artist, remember there's still people too and they're just, they're making a living. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're it's human it. beings that, that have to, you know, that have families too. They're not just there to, although they do make us happy, they, they make huge sacrifices to be on the road. It isn't this giant glamorous life that, you know, we sometimes are tempted to. You're saying something about you're saying something about that earlier to me. You know, uh, when we were not on the podcast, but you're like you were telling me how you're you're actually thinking about that when you actually got to meet him. You're you're like I want to shake his hand and stuff, and and you know it's kind of cool because I mean Cope without a doubt is one of my favorite songs, and um, just getting I can imagine like just meeting him being like all right, this is the man that wrote these songs that have impacted me so oh, viscerally, yeah. and I mean you. Know? you I mean, you know, like, I don't want to go into it on this podcast, but you know how much that those songs from his solo stuff and anything else has impacted my life a lot recently, you know, within my personal life. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, just like that album art, when I first saw it, man, for it to have a visceral impact, like to say, like, wow, there's something to this. I think that tells a lot towards the album, like the depth of what Manchester tries to do. Mm -hmm. um it says a lot about the band it says a lot about andy hall um that everything really does have meaning behind the album mm -hmm. the purpose behind it behind the visual art I, I sometimes i really think artists they try to just like make something that will just like catch your eye or it'll just pop but it doesn't have meaning behind it mm -hmm. and i love to know the deeper meaning behind things that's me. yeah so mm -hmm. i like that a lot man yeah. it's cool all right so I'll, I'll give i'll give my take on the album i suppose you already know I absolutely love it. It's phenomenal. I couldn't even really pick a, a favorite song. It changes every time I listen to it. I, w I wanted to, oh, I wanted to bring this up to you, Alex. Um, you've already mentioned that you love Switchfoot, which is awesome. They're a great band. I remember talking about, um, I, I believe it's your favorite album by them, Hello Hurricane, yeah. um, and asking you why you loved the album so much. And I remember you telling me that it was, it was in all the little bitty things that they did, like the mm -hmm. small sounds that they had in yeah there, you know whether it's just they had a lot of ambient sounds exactly, in their music yeah. which is so unlike the like what the other like so if you listen to like 2001 the beautiful letdown by switch but i mean that was really just alternative rock that's the you know the album that they got famous for you know mm -hmm. it had um meant to live you know dare you to move like all their mm -hmm. all their really famous songs and stuff but hello hurricane which was recent released in i believe 2009 it just had this really ambient sound to it and really beautiful melodic songs like like ballads and anthems and i loved it it was another one of those albums that like when i first listened to it, i was like it's good but it was a slow burn yeah it, and now i burn, love it yeah. it's absolutely without a doubt yeah. my still my favorite album by them they've released a few more you know vice versus and um 
Fading West a few, a few more albums since then. And there's, but... a, there's another one, too. Um, I don't even remember the name of it. But yeah, I, it just came out. Uh, no, um, it came out like a year ago or something. Like, yeah. Well, I um, haven't been up to date yet. That's lately, the thing but... is I got, I've heard a little bit of it, and it's pretty good. But, um, yeah. Going off uh, of that, though. Yeah, but going off of that, what I was going to say was I, I feel like there's a lot of that sort of thing, like just small details in uh, in Black Mile. Like, for example, just the way that it – it transitions between songs even like you know even if it's just a drum feel just a drum pattern that's in one song like literally it's in the beginning of the next one so it's just like this seamless transition and to me like if i can put on an album and feel like i'm literally just on a journey and it doesn't feel you know like it doesn't feel really jerky and like all of a sudden okay one song stops and then it starts again which is fine but if i'm listening to an album and like i push play and then by the end, I'm like, oh, no, it's over. And I'm literally sad that it's over, like the roller coaster is done. You know, like, we, we, you know, we pulled into the thing and now I'm getting off of the roller coaster and I'm sad. I feel like I've really experienced something. I feel like I really enjoyed that album more than I would something that's just kind of like, oh, okay, I can take, you know, this song and this song and put it on a playlist or I'll only listen to this song and this song. But when I put on a Black Mile to the surface, I really feel like these songs were crafted to be listened to from front to back. Like the album itself was crafted for you to sit down and listen to the whole thing. Because to me, if you listen to just one of the songs, although they're all good, you know, by themselves as in pieces, it almost feels incomplete because there's more to it. And, and the rest of it is the surrounding album. So mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And you know, it hasn't. this album hasn't even been out for even a week yet. And it's been met with like, by, by the critics, it's been met with critical acclaim. Oh yeah. Like, it's getting great reviews. If you guys haven't listened to Manchester Orchestra, definitely go and check out this album. Um, listen to their old stuff too, because, like you were telling me, Lucas, they have the tendency to. Everything is different. Every yeah. every album is different. They they transition from one album to the next, and it it just really like you can tell the growth in the band and mm-hmm. changing up new sounds. And you were even tell me how like. People were worried, like, oh, is this gonna, you know, how your fans gonna feel about you changing your sound? But they were like, what did they say exactly? Yeah, well, what 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 they said was, our fans at this point know that we do that. Um, in fact, I was talking to some people in the line to the album release show about how you can listen to a song by Manchester Orchestra and know which album it belongs to, even if you've never heard that song. If you if you've heard like a couple of songs off of a certain album and you hear a song, then you could say, oh, well, that belongs on this album because literally every album, although when you listen to it, you can tell, yeah, that's Manchester Orchestra. It has a different sound. It, it's it's very different music. But that honestly, as a, as a huge fan, I really appreciate that because, you know, it never gets old. It never gets stale. You know, if I'm not in the mood for a certain song or for a certain sound, um, I can go to another album. So, yeah. Most definitely, man. It's 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 a it's a good vibing album. I, I I could definitely put it on the car. You know, I I'm one of those people. I love to like drive, like take long road trips at night, and it's definitely something I could just get into the vibe when I'm when I'm driving down the interstate. You know, we take yeah. a lot of we're we're up here in Greenville, South Carolina. We take a lot of beach trips down to Charleston and stuff, and we're always putting on good music when we're traveling. And I could definitely yeah. see this being one of those albums, even yeah. though you know I just got introduced to Manchester not even that long ago. Um, by Lucas, um, and I've definitely fell in love with Andy Hall's voice and just the way that he he has this he has this intensity when he sings, but there's also like this this frailty to it, mm-hmm. where it's like that like 
you if, if if you even like reached out and touched it it could break you know it's absolutely. beautiful and i absolutely. love that about it like there's such realness behind it. it's very palpable you can mm. feel it i like that absolutely. a lot so if i'd ask you man closing thoughts favorite song or songs off the album just right now off the top oh, of your man, head one... it changes every time um but i would have to say probably oh gosh Excluding the singles, because I've heard those so many times. Um, Which ones are the singles again? The uh, the Gold, The Alien, and The Moth. Okay. Excluding those, I would have to say... um, Oh, gosh. The Silence. Why? Tell me why. I I, I love it because it's it's the closing song. It just ends the album on on a... no pun intended, on a really great note. I think it embodies what they tried to do with the record, which was a lot of aggression without a lot of distortion and a lot of noise. It's just it's a very almost quiet song. Not necessarily quiet, just a very just a very well-played tranquil. song. Yeah, tranquil. it's very twinkle, uh, tranquil, but at the same time, it's just in the pauses in the song. It's not necessarily even in the vocals, but in the pauses... In the song and the in the drums, you just you just get this aggression that's that's like put up against this almost mellow song, and it's just it's awesome. So I I really like that one. I like the wolf a lot just because it's so different. It's got really awesome drum pattern in it and these really weird like guitar sounds that were actually meant to make you feel like you were being pulled into the future, because apparently that's the point in the album when when they're telling the story that it's kind of in the future. So they've got these weird guitar sounds going on i really like that one i also really like a song called the sunshine you know you know you know that song the sunshine it's only a minute 57 it's the length in length it's the Uh shortest song on the whole album but i think that's kind of cool yeah no it's it's awesome um it's it's very it's very chill song it'll put a smile on your face um because when you hear it you know you can think about you know maybe that person that's close to you or just somebody that makes you happy it was actually written for his his daughter Andy Hill's daughter that's um, who the song is about and I it's kind of funny because I, I kind of you know I'm sure that's not why it's so short but the fact that it's a minute 57 it's almost like a lullaby this sort of thing like I wrote this song for you you know she I think I believe her his daughter is like three years old now or something like that cool but yeah pretty awesome stuff yeah man I definitely have to say that my favorite song on the album is the ty- um the uh, the opening track which is the maze. Uh, it's the second to shortest song on the album at 2.58 in length. Um, and just, it's the perfect song for opening the album up. Um, and it's my favorite song. I, I, I love, it's it's mellow, yet, yet it has this um, depth and like, it's just personally very relatable. And I loved it. Um, definitely my favorite song on the album. Um so yeah, that's that's where I'm at on it. Uh, awesome. I've enjoyed it so far, man, and this has been fun, you know, hanging out, talking about it with you. Awesome, man. One more thing that I wanted to ask. I want to know, um, I would, you know, we've, we've been talking about it. I would consider, you know, Manchester Orchestra to be a band that has changed my life in, in some way or another. Are there bands or musicians that you feel have shaped you in a certain way, and, and why is that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so... I have a very eclectic music taste. Um, it's kind of all over the board. So 
it, it really, like, I kind of go through phases in life where different bands in, impact me differently, and I think a lot of people have that. Um, so in high school, uh, I listened to a lot of Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Um, their first album, Don't You Fake It, which was released in, I believe, 2006, was one of the biggest influences in my life at the time and still to this point. I mean, that album, every song on it, it is just well-crafted. Um, it, it's it's very pop punk, um, very heavy chords. I mean, they played every song in I believe it's drop C, so they 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 had a they had a very distinct tone and a distinct sound which defined them. And they kind of fell away from that after the after that album. But that first album was was exceptionally good. And all throughout high school, I was on without a doubt one of my favorite albums. I was introduced to to it by a coach, and I didn't like it at first. You know, it's one of those things where it's a slow burn for me, mm -hmm. but it became one of my favorite albums and definitely like an album that I've listened to thousands of times. And um, definitely, if I had to put it in my back pocket, one of my favorite albums of all time. Awesome. So, man. yeah. And I think that influences me in even my music. I write a lot of acoustic stuff, but I also have a lot of driving chords and mm -hmm. and and very progressive progressions, I, could, I guess you could say, in my music. And um, I'd say that RJA is one of those influences for sure. RJA, yeah, jumpsuit apparatus. Ronnie Winter, he was an incredible lyricist, and you, he wrote every song on that first do album. Do you remember how they got their name? Uh, yeah, Red Jumpsuit. They got their name by putting a bunch of words up on a whiteboard, literally just random words, and they blindfolded themselves, if I believe, and then they literally picked <laughs> random words off of that, and the words that they picked was the name of their band. Red so I think it's funny apparatus. that you know people try to look in and find a lot of meanings meaning sometimes in what yeah. artists do and it can be very random yeah. so it's kind of a it's kind of a yin and yang thing yeah. you know I think Andy Hall and his music with a uh, um, Manchester Orchestra there's a lot of meaning behind what they do but then sometimes there's bands that they do things completely random and people oh, yeah. search for meaning in it when there yeah. really isn't yeah like like the the you know the band August Burns Red the yeah. metal band um, there was a story that they used to tell when um, when fans or interviewers would ask like What's, what's the meaning behind your band? And they were like, well, our guitarist used to have um, this dog named Red, and he had this crazy ex-girlfriend named August, and, and uh, when, they, when they broke up, um, she uh, burned his dog alive. So August burns Red. That's pretty and, savage. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the story that they told, but in all reality, they just they thought that August burns Red sounded like a cool name. So Wow. This podcast is being interrupted to announce that no animals were harmed during the naming of any of the bands mentioned in this podcast. Seriously, guys, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as good of a time listening as we did making it. I hope you'll tune in next Monday as I have another friend on and we talk about some more music. If you're interested in Manchester Orchestra, feel free to check out the Spotify playlist I've made that includes some of their music as well as some of the bands they'll be touring with this fall. If you really like what you hear, please support the artists by actually going and purchasing some of their music, whether that be on Amazon, iTunes, or anywhere where you can grab some music. Finally, if you enjoyed the podcast, please go like us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening again, and remember, no matter what happens in life, always surround yourself with good music and good people.